Hey y'all, I'm Janelle Yarbrough and welcome to Bloggers and Friends. This is your podcast for discussions around relevant topics and experiences that resonate with the culture. For those of you who roll with me, you know we talk a lot about embracing the possibility of change. We'll continue to touch on that and lots more. Sound good? Word. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, y'all. I hope that everyone is having an incredible day today. And if not, remember to choose to. I want to start out as normal thanking all of my new listeners. I want to shout out a few cities that I'm learning about as they're learning about me. Uh, Shout out to Flagami, Florida, Bogalusa, Louisiana, Brandon, Mississippi, Matthews, North Carolina, and Katy, Texas. I see y'all. To all my listeners inside and outside of the U.S., uh, thank you for tuning in. As usual, I am grateful. Y'all, we have a special guest with us today. Now look, if creating the table was a person, I am excited to be sharing space today with this phenomenal woman. She is an award-winning CEO and executive producer of Plus One Society, an event production and marketing agency specializing in social justice and racial equity. Please welcome our guest today, Kristen Ingram. Hey, Kristen. Hey, hey. Hey, you look gorgeous today. And we kind of had some free chit chat, but I am admiring the wall behind you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's, you know, that's my life's journey wall. I love it. I love it. Um, Well, speaking of um, uh, your life's journey, you guys, I told Kristen that I would be on my best behavior, but I've done that with previous guests and you know how that has worked, but I'm going to stick to it today, Um, (laughs) y'all. I know you're on a tight schedule, so I'm going to try to get to it. Um, As we had mentioned, award-winning CEO and executive producer, advocate and activist in social justice and racial equity, how did you arrive here and what brought you to do this work? (laughs) Do you want the long or the short of that? Oh, girl, whatever you got time for. (laughs) We're here for it all, either version. Well, you know, an arrival is, I think, too definitive of a word. Like, I'm here right now, but I'm on a journey. So if we talk again in a year, I'll be in a different place, you know? So where I'm at at the moment, you know, it's just been affected by every day I've had up until this day. And so what that looks like professionally is, you know, starting in the sports marketing department at UNLV and then going to study under and learn from my mentor, Rick Ford, you know, and then going to ESPN and then being recruited by the NFL and then having this awakening while at the NFL that I could use my skill set for something more than commercial consumerism. You know, Mm -hmm. and that was around the time where, you know, Colin Kaepernick was um, doing his unintentional protest, but protest Mm -hmm. nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And just, um, you know, I think that part really spoke to me because I identified with him so much. And, you know, you start to ask yourself, like, what can you do? Mm. You know, he's putting his whole career on the line. What what am I doing? You know, I'm like volunteering on the weekends. Like it's not enough, (laughs) you know? And so I just really um, 
and and really it's a it's a divine hearing you know I ask the question and when you ask a question an answer will come mm-hmm. you know whether it's the one you mm-hmm. want or not mm-hmm. doesn't really matter and mm-hmm. so I got an answer and it was to use um this skill that I have in you know event production and marketing and branding to serve my community in a larger capacity and then that's how plus one came to be um manifested and you know that was for almost five years ago now. Um, and so we've just been doing the work and I, I get to say that my protest is my work now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something separate. I think that is so important. Listen, everything you said just spoke to my spirit so much so that it put a tear in the corner of my mm-hmm. eye. Um, and that is because I think that it's so important for people to understand I am a softie, but but I just also appreciate everyone's emotional you, you know, their journey that it took to get them to where they are and um, the awareness that they had along the way, or maybe the, the, the faith that they had to know that the next step that they were taking was the right step, right? It may not be what they saw for themselves, but, but it's what they felt called to do, right? And so um, I think that so many times people, um, people wonder if what they're doing is enough. People wonder if they have the ability to serve on a different level, just based on the skills that they have. Right. And so I think it's so important in um, moving to hear that, you know, through what you were doing already, right. Like you saw it in yourself to take that to a higher level and, and being inspired by, you know, what you were seeing happening around you, um, um, you know, you were able to, to take your skills and your craft and create something larger. And that was activism for you, right? Like I always mm-hmm, tell people absolutely. that there's different ways to, to, to be an activist and it looks different for everyone. Some, sometimes teachers, they're in the classroom being that, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and through our profession, we're able to be that in, 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 in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. That's mm. so important what you just said there, because that's the idea, right? An activist isn't any one way or one mm-hmm. type of person. And we need us in every space. Yes. And so to be an activist does not mean you have to be in the streets. Yes. Literally, yes. you know, right? Like being in a boardroom is just as effective. Right. You but know? there's so much pressure on that, right? Like I think, mm-hmm. and this is where I have a conversation, it comes up in every which way all the time about like the influence of social media and how it and it's powerful and it's it, it, it I mean it's impressive, right? But it's also can it can also be misleading to a person in their life and 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 how they're directing it because if you're not firm in what you know and what you believe, you're guided by what the internet is telling you, kind of sort of, right? Um, right. and, and sort and so seeing people protesting in the streets, you know, it's like shout out to them. That is wonderful for those that can do that, do that. Right. But then there's other places for it to happen as well, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you know, I think especially in this last year, um I thought about that a lot, like because the visual mm-hmm. of activism was so prevalent in the streets, right? Yes, yes. And I kept, and and I went, I took um, my kid and we did a kid version, you know, one of the kids here around the way put together 
um, a protest, but it was for youth, right? And it was in the yeah. Valley. And so that's a very se- different neighborhood than some of our other neighborhoods we have here in Los Angeles. And it was all kids and it was them expressing, you know, their thoughts and feelings about everything. Um, so we went to that. Um, and I thought that was really good, but some of the other ones obviously are not so, um, friendly mm-hmm. and not that they need to be, mm-hmm. um, but you also have to evaluate where you are in your life and what it's going to cost you to make yes. that choice and any other choice, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, you know, I, I remember talking to, to my mom one day and I was like, oh, I just, I was like, I should have been an activist. I was like, oh, if I was in the seventies, you know what I mean? Like I would have killed this activist game. Right. I'd have been black panthered up. You know what I mean? Like, right. tell me not me and Angela. Right. You know, right. Together. <laughs> And, and she said something that was so profound. She was like, what makes you think you aren't? Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I never, I never considered myself this, this kind of advocate and activist labeling has been put on me. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've really like my core, I'm that all day, but I never, because I thought it had to look away yeah. that I, I was like, no way, that's them. And I'm just mm-hmm. here to root them on, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to do my little part. Mm-hmm. But it's it's true. I've had this realization that, no, I am an activist. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been mm-hmm. one probably my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just is a different, I do it a different way. Um, yeah. Because I can tell you, you know, I have to run down the sheet, but the, the number of policies um, that we've been able to reform in the state mm-hmm. of California and Wisconsin and Ohio mm-hmm. coming up, New York, I haven't been in a street to do one of them. I've mm-hmm. been producing to do all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I feel like this has been a year of education for people and probably because COVID has forced us to have a little bit more focus, right? Like right. we haven't been well, not everyone has has been, you know, running and moving in the same ways that they used to. People are a little more tuned into life and I think um, probably gained a different appreciation for being present in their everyday life um, and valuing, you know, what they have in their everyday life. But I feel like I'm seeing young people get more involved in the policy side um, and, and how they can influence change in, in that way. How do you feel that this past year and a half has um, changed the landscape of activism and advocacy as it relates to social justice? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's uh, changed it. I think it's expanded it, mm-hmm. um, you know, tenfold, which is amazing. And I love the youth, you know, mm-hmm. and their participation in it because yes. ultimately you know, activism is a, is a young, a young kid's game. You know, it, it, it takes a toll on you and really you have to be, it's your world and your policies that you're inheriting. And so if you have a problem with that, then it's on you to do something to change yes. that. Yes. And I think the, what we've seen um, from, from, you know, Kennedy's generation and younger is that they're not okay with what they see and they're mm-hmm. speaking up about it. And I think that really is a testament to our parenting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That we've mm-hmm. raised, you know, conscious children yes. that are not afraid to say what they think. You know, they are audacious 
Mm -hmm. Um, They have a a hunger and a tenacity to them. There are so many um, younger folks doing businesses that are all socially responsible, socially Mm -hmm. conscious, have a message, have an awareness. And they're really just not supporting anything that doesn't. Yeah. And that's powerful, right? Like um, living life, not moved by the dollar. And don't get me wrong. Everyone wants to live, but I think that people um, at one point in time were motivated by, mm, I'll speak, you know, my mom, she had the same job, you know, almost all of her life, right? Like Mm -hmm. she worked that job. It wasn't necessarily a job that was good to her, but it was a good job. She came from that generation where like, you got this good steady job. It didn't matter, you know, you know, if you were breaking your back for this job, it was a good steady job. You could earn a good living. You could right, but it, there was no desire necessarily to to consider who is this company? What am I working for? And listen, mm-hmm. these young people, they're mm-hmm. like, I'm interviewing you, job. Yeah, like, they're asking questions. <laughs> I got like, questions. Do I even want to work for you? I could do this yeah. on my own by myself. Right. How can I build this? They're studying. They're learning. Like mm-hmm. this, this, this generation is a whole new something and they are, um, they are wonderful teachers, but it mm-hmm. also makes me think about like, you know, the stories that we heard of, you know, and growing up of, you know, people who were out there who we thought of them as these, you know, on the frontline activists, but they were just showing up at school. They were just mm-hmm. showing up at work, right? Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't have considered themselves that either, right? But mm-hmm. but but them just being there made them an activist. Them deciding that yeah. they weren't going to bow down or that they weren't going to not get their education or I'm going to eat here. You know, I talk about just, um, you know, resistance and what that looks like and what that means and that it doesn't have to be this, this um, over the top, I mean, it can be when it needs to be, but that it doesn't have to be this over the top, loud, you know, Mm -hmm. scream, but it can also be a quiet presence, right? And and just deciding to show up and be exactly who you are in these spaces Mm -hmm. is sometimes also that. And I think this generation is doing a good job at paving the way for that also. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'll share something that I keep with me that Angela Davis did tell me that um, was really prophetic is that you serve the movement from where you are with what you have. Mm -hmm. And so that to me, to me means you show up Mm -hmm. with, with what you have. So Mm -hmm. in the example she gave um, from, you know, back in the day was she was like, there was a guy who made really great sandwiches. And so he made sandwiches for all of our marches and that's what he did. And it was so important. You know what I mean? And I was like, yes, I make good sandwiches, you know, like, <laughs> but like literally like it's whatever you have and people, you know, and, and I don't want to get into a social media spiral, but yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> We're not intended to be the same. We are not endowed with the same gifts for a very specific yes. reason. Yes. And so you do yourself and your calling and your purpose a disservice when you're trying to be like anyone else, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it took me um, you know, a long time, uh, you know, to find myself, mm-hmm. right. Because I was looking externally through like, yeah. how am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to think? How am I supposed to dress and all these things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's so distracting, you know, distracting um, is a perfect word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the thing I love about um, the generation now is they are finding out who they are much sooner than we yes. have. And yes. it, it's making all the difference, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this generation has even done, um, has also done, not even done, that minimizes, but also done an incredible job of um, showing the range of Blackness, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, speaking specifically of, of Black young people, right? I think that for so long, Blackness was put in this box. This is what it is. This is what it is to act black. This is what it is to look black. To oh, be black, child. Right? Like, child. right? Pre- preach that right? thing. Don't preach that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't cool to be smart. It wasn't cool mm-hmm. to, you know, flex those grades. It wasn't right. Like, like we would dumb it down, you know, mm-hmm. we'd dumb it down, right. To, to feel accepted. And I'm like, raise free kids. Raise free kids to know exactly who they are, to be what mm-hmm. they are, to show up in, in, in spaces and feel comfortable with being who they are, even if it's different than someone that looks just like them, right? Like that is the beauty of Blackness, is the range mm-hmm. of it, right? From our personalities mm-hmm. to our hair, to our complexion, to our shape, to our, right? Like to, to, to yeah. our, every, our uniqueness, right? As a culture and as individuals, right? Like, and I feel like this generation not only in politics, not only in, you know, policy molding and shaping and contributing to that, not only to, you know, workplace environments and, and um, you know, mental health, um, you know, care and self-care and promoting yeah. those types of things, but it's also about being okay with the blackness that you are, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this, ooh, this, this ooh, Janelle, right? that, Janelle, that is it. That is right? it, honey. That is all of it. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. yes and amen. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, just in, 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 you know, going with speaking to what you were saying about our individualism and in the lanes that we ride in, like not being like anyone else, like it's OK to be just you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because um, my kiddo is entering junior year of high school. And so we're looking at colleges mm-hmm. and, you know, Taryn is really intent on going to an HBCU. Mm hmm. Um, which um, I'm thrilled about. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of the HBCU experience, especially um, for someone, for a a Black child to be raised primarily in a suburban white area, is to see that range that you're talking about. Because when you, I came, you know, we're from Portland. So we came up in, you know, you know, upper middle-class families in, in neighborhoods that were just primarily white. And, you know, my parents are white and um, it wasn't ever a thing until I got outside of the city and was like, what's all this about now? You know what I mean? Because you just see, because you're not exposed to it. And so I, I, I tend to think that ignorance and naivete are, gifts and curses right mm-hmm. so on the one hand it is a gift to not be aware of what's happening and just keep going in your little rainbow life you know yeah, yep. and then on the other hand you don't know what's going on so you think you know everything yep you know and and that's the curse um <laughs> but that's what I want for Taryn to see is that how she embodies black is is part of this 
coalition of blackness, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to be in an, in a universe where all it's just all you see is black, you know, yeah. for a time period to really, I think, connect and get rooted into our oneness. Yes. Um, but also our individuality and how our piece of that fits into this um, lexicon perfectly. Yes. Yes. I love that. I, so when I left Portland, I went to an HBCU um, in mm. Atlanta and that was um, life changing. <laughs> it was it was life changing. And, um, you know, Kennedy didn't go to an HBCU, but Ryan, my youngest, she she's that's where she's you know focusing on this is her senior year and so um and so we'll see where she lands but I think even um you know in um my last episode I had um I I was um, having a conversation with Larika Page and she lives in Atlanta and she's a designer in Atlanta and um you know she was talking about just us believing in us Right. Like mm-hmm. that we we have to start having um, the confidence to believe and trust in us. And I think for so long, like um, there was something that was more prestigious about, oh, I, I got accepted to Harvard yeah. mm-hmm. versus Howard. Right. Like, wh- yeah. why is that better? Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's marketing. I can speak yeah. from a marketer perspective. It's just marketing. It's yeah. a better marketing. <laughs> yeah. But, but if we had confidence in ourselves, right. And, and mm-hmm. what that meant and, and, and didn't need like that outside validation, like we would take that same pride and there's nothing wrong. I'm not, I'm not down in anyone that goes to Harvard or Yale or, you know, Columbia, anywhere else. Yeah. I'm just saying that also, right. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's not, let's not make it sound like they wouldn't get, um, as great of an education at an HBCU, mm-hmm. the, the, the experience alone. <laughs> of an HBCU. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's a learn. It's a exper- <laughs> experiential learning is, is yes. the most effective way to learn yes. anything. Right. And I think from an academic standpoint, you're going to get the same education, whether you could go to a community college down the street, or you could go to her. I think it's going to be the same. Level. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's because it's what you're putting into it. And so they may have more, their teachers may have more like accreditations or it, things like that. But at the end of the day, I think you're in the same part. So why you go to a USC, to a Stanford, mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. Harvard, to a, a Wharton, all of that is because of the name. So it's a branding thing. And I yep. know this because I do it for a living. Yep. <laughs> it's all about the brand. Right. And yep. so I got to, you know, kudos on, on the brand and the marketing of the things because, you know, they charge whatever they want and people are tripping over themselves to get in there. And so they've done their job. Tripping over themselves. (laughs) You can't knock someone for doing their job. They've done it. But where the personal responsibility and uh, communal responsibility we have Mm -hmm. is to honor our things. And, And it's really taking back ownership of our culture because yes. what it's, it's so bizarre because it's like, I feel like I'm an opposite day all the time because <laughs> they, they, the proverbial, they, everyone takes mm-hmm. and loves our culture, appropriates it, sells it, auctions it, whatever. Right. And then we creators of it try to get into their stuff and participate in their thing. It's like, 
they're just doing our things worse than, you know, like a, a poor man's version of our I, culture. And we're now trying to get into it. It's like, we made it. Right. You know what I mean? We, so I guess it's kind of that, but you know what, again, it's a, it's, I mean, it's legacy conditioning and that's why yes. I'm so happy to see yes. where the generation is right yes. now. But I mean, it is ingrained that certain European standards are the standard and that yes. is just not true. Yes. Yes, yes. We're talking about young people and and I know that um that my children in the relationship that I have with them and what I hope for them, what I see for them, right? They inspire um the work that I do, the way that I live my life, the vision that I have for myself in in my hopes, right? For for the world. Um how has being a mother influenced the way that you show up in life and, and, and influence the work that you do? Hmm. That's a good question. How has it influenced? Interesting because to me, I don't know if it's influenced as much as it's motivated mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I don't do the work because of Taryn, yeah, I do the work and I don't do it specifically for her. I do it for all of us. Mm-hmm. So her influence versus Kennedy's influence are about the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I don't isolate my kid mm-hmm. and everyone else's kid mm-hmm. because I grew up in an area where we was all everybody's kids. Yep. You know what I mean? Using the Period. street, he was getting parents by, I was getting <laughs> by all my friends. You know right. what I mean? Everybody. Right. <laughs> and so I really have um, a community mindset in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, and so, and it, and I was, you know, young when I had Taryn. And so it wasn't, I, I wasn't this person. Yeah. And I think if the influence came from anywhere, it was um, who I had to be for us to survive. Yes. You know, but in terms of the work, what I do, how I do, and, and, and kind of that, that, that's all, that all comes from God. That's, that's my influence. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just following. So Mm -hmm. that's why I say if if Mm -hmm. this time next year, I'm doing something completely different that it's not on me. Like I'm not making these decisions. I'm just, I'm just being obedient to them. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, and it's come with a lot of sacrifice as well. Um, you know, with even just time, spending time with Taryn and where I have to go or travel or, or that kind of thing. Um, everyone else out here is like two parent household running, working all late, this and that, this <laughs> and that. I've just had to roll with it. So, yep. um, and I have this, um, conviction, um, to never be outworked. And it's like, I don't fall short of that because I have a kid. Like yeah. it's still happening. Yeah. It's different. And it's in hours where, where other people are sleeping, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, those are personal convictions that I have and, and value that have set me apart, um, you know, year after year. Mm-hmm. Now I love that. Um, I remember when I, um, when me and my business partner first opened our dance studio, like my kids were like my biggest supporters and like they were they're always they're always a why for us right like as parents like they they're I mean it's it's a no-brainer like they are a why um would I have been 
you know, doing what I was doing, regardless if I had kids or not, I would like to think I would have because it was the life I was living before them. Right. But, um, but, but I know that having their support every day made me feel stronger. And, um, and sometimes when, you know, I wasn't as certain at that age as I am now, right. Mm -hmm. I can look back and say, I felt pretty certain about it. Right. But me knowing what certainty is now is different than what I thought it to be then. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I felt like I was making the right decisions and doing the right Mm -hmm. things and sacrificing in the right places. Um, and having their support along the way meant everything to me. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that them seeing me live out my dreams or what I or um, or what I felt were my callings in life and um, um, that that allowed them a sense of freedom to also know that they could do that for themselves. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be what mama does, but like see things for yourself and know that you can go after them, that you don't have to live in this box that the world tells you you have to live in. I hope Mm -hmm. that, that, that was something that I was able to, to give to, to, to them as, as their, their, their mom, um, and as a dreamer and as, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, I, Mm -hmm. I hope I was able to give them that. And so I think about people who, 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 you know, live in those lanes that they've created for themselves who have children and how, you know, they balance that or how they, they, they feel certain in the work that they're doing, um, you know, with eyes watching them in that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love, um, I do love the support and the cheerleading of the thing. I know even, when I'm like working out and I'm tired, Taryn's like on the couch, like, you can do it, mom. You got it, mama. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, whoa, tired, you know? So, and, and she's, you know, been interning at plus one for the last two years. Um, And so, you know, I love that. And even when I can remember when she was, you know, like it, she's just always been with me. So even when she's like two or three and I was producing weddings in the South, um, you know, she's in the back car and I'm on the phone and she's, you know, like she's just such a good girl, you know, but she's, I think, picked up on more from me than I intended, mm-hmm. you know, like the, I didn't intend to, I didn't set out to teach her the work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, or how. I mean, how you write emails. I didn't intend to teach her, but these are like, because she does it on my behalf, you know, and because yes. she's around, she's picked it up. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's cool to see, but it's like, oh, I did. It was like, that was my influence. So it's more like my right? influence. <laughs> like that was my influence. Like that's good. You know, right? it's kind of dope seeing it's like, you just felt like you were doing normal, regular everyday things. And it was like, Oh, I'll see that in. Okay. Okay. Go you, go you. So much much of it, so much of it. I think there's a turning point, you know, especially in in single parenting, because Mm -hmm. so, so many days you just feel like you were just failing miserably, you know? And, and then one day you look up and it's like, oh, this is not so bad. Like, this is good. (laughs) We we did all right over here, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
have opinions and you know yes. you're articulate and yes. you're kind to people so it's just because you're in it you can't see it yes. you know yes yes I talk a lot just about wellness and our like responsibility in, in making sure that we are staying um, connected to ourselves and you know whatever you know, we believe in, for me, it's God, right? But staying connected to ourselves, our God. Um, how do you go about in your busy life <laughs> mm-hmm. securing space um, for your own wellness, um, ability to be present? And I mean, I think everybody, people are, are, don't always love to say it, but I say healing because I feel like we all have mm-hmm. things to shed. We live a lot of life, right? We go through a lot of things. And so I feel like healing is another constant journey that people are on and people don't always say so, but it's Mm -hmm. a belief of mine. So how do you, how do you go about making space for those things in your busy life? You know, um, now, um, it it just, it's intentional. So, and it's a priority Mm -hmm. to kind of hold that space for myself before. And, and I still struggle with it, but before it was non-existent you know, like every minute of the day was, um, serving or doing Mm. externally. And I didn't really value, you know, I I didn't have a lot of self, uh, worth or value. I thought my identity was wrapped up in what I could do for other people, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, and if I stopped doing then like, who was I, you know, or what was I here for? Um, and I didn't appreciate, um, the significance in just being Mm. and that being enough. And then whatever Mm. you do is bonus. You know what I mean? Like the gift is in the presence, right? Yes. Yes. And so, um, you know, as I kind of have gone through this journey now, it's, it's paramount. And so if there are other things that I have to cancel or shift down or whatever, because I am not in alignment, because really the gifting comes from my alignment with mm-hmm. mind, body, and soul with, with my source, you know? Yes. And so if I'm not connected to that, I'm actually not in the space to make um, the divine decisions I need to, to, mm-hmm. to walk the path out. Right. And so mm-hmm. now I recognize that. And so it's, but it's every now it's consistent, it's constant and consistently every day, there is time just for me and mm-hmm. to connect, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but that's taken a a long time to cultivate, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, just through, just through, you know, the pressures and that we put on ourselves really. And and that's kind of the enemy's trick. It's like, nobody needs you. You're not doing anything, you're not Mm -hmm. worth anything. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. this like talk Mm -hmm. that comes, you know, and then to your point around, um, being on a healing journey, you know, that's, it's, I don't think there's an end point to that. Um, I've, I've, because as you move through these healing like protocols and you interface with other people, more things are triggered and unearthed in you. And so they're saying lying dormant that you don't even know you have, you might be today. Like I've been doing my, I've been doing work like you over a decade now, over a decade. And there's still things that come up where I'm like, Whoa, back to therapy. Like I didn't know that was there, you know, and so it's just this, I think part of the soul care for me is to remain 
and I have to do these postures, right? Like these heart yes. postures is yes. to remain open, to have my heart be open and available yes. to, to receive what I mm. need, whether, mm. you know, that's care or love or energy or anything and not be so hardened and have it blocked because yes. that's where like your energy centers through your heart, you know, mm-hmm. and what can be who you can be, um, authentically with your heart open is totally different than the person you are when it's closed mm. and you don't risk and you don't realize I didn't realize um the position I was putting myself in being so um tight mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. mm. I love that um one of the things that um two things in there many of things struck me but two things really reached out which was that um, you know, there's no end to healing. Right. And that is, um, um, that is so important. I talk to people about tune-ups all the time. I call them Mm -hmm. tune-ups, right. Mm -hmm. If if you're not seeing someone regularly, have someone that you can reach out to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, at least annually, just to make sure that, Mm -hmm. because especially black people, black women, everyone, but I speak specifically to us, right. That, um, we, we have been charged with being strong and resilient. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 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 I'm starting to take issue with those two words, right? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I, I think that they are a disservice to us. Like, yes, it's great to, to be able to be, you know, strong and get through some things. Um, but isn't that really just coping skills, right? Like, like, but strong sometimes can take on the meaning of taking more than what you should. And, and that is the part that I take issue with. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like we take things on and be like, if you, if that's too much for someone, then it's like, be strong, toughen up, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, we've been there forever. Like, can't we just be soft? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't we just yeah. be a, a soft, Lord. comforting place to land? Like, yeah. can't we be that to other people? And can't we be that to ourselves? Because that's mm-hmm. also part of, of setting good boundaries for ourselves, which is mm, the, that's the, the word. issue that I have with resilience, right? Like, come on, just, just take, you can take on anything. You can get through anything. Mm-hmm. You are such a, an enduring people. No, but we mm-hmm. shouldn't have to like, right. Mm-hmm. Like I could carry three suitcases on my back, but I shouldn't have to, right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to. And so mm-hmm. just lightening that load and making sure that you're checking in with yourself you know, as often as you need to, or as often as you want to. I mean, this year after the pandemic, January, I was not after the pandemic. It was still in it, but, yeah, um, <laughs> still in it. But um, after everyone thought that like 2021 was going to be the breath of fresh air, everybody was, mm-hmm. you know, was, was banking on it. And, um, you know, 2021 rolled in and, um, you know, we're still here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me check in with myself. Let me make sure that I am taking care of me in the way that I think I am and that I'm not just being this strong, independent woman and Mm -hmm. living in that, 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 that title, that box, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be that with which kind of, you know, society puts us in as black women, that we should be able to be this way. We should be able to navigate Mm -hmm. and burden these things. Right. So Mm -hmm. that, that journey of healing has been intentional for me 
Um, and I see this, you know, getting more and more attention every day. And, you know, I hope it continues to grow in this way where people aren't feeling like if they're not, you know, able to, you know, burden all of these things that society tells us that we should be able to burden given our history, that they are any less of a woman or a person, a human, right? Um, I loved hearing you say that it's like this constant journey. Mm -hmm. It's right. I talked too much. I forgot the other point. Don't even worry about it. Well, you know, you, it's, it's, I wanted just to respond to um, the, the words, right? Mm-hmm. Like the strength and resiliency and mm-hmm. endurance and all of that, because all of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more so the, the breath of the word. Mm-hmm. So strength um, comes, you know, from weakness. Like that is a, a form of strength, right? And vulnerability yes. and softness yes. and all. So all there's all these undertones to the, mm-hmm. to the, to the root word. Right. And those are the ones we're neglecting. So yes. it's not just physical strength that makes you strong. Right. It's just mm-hmm. not the ability to push through in the way in, in that sense of the word, those are survival mechanisms mm-hmm. that we have had to cultivate yes. to exist in this country. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's the fact of the words and why we are where we were built this way. Yes. Right. But then there is a counterbalance to that word where it's the opposite that makes you strong. You stepping back to say or any of the, the female athletes like Naomi or mm. um, Simone, Simone Biles mm-hmm. or anybody to step back to say, uh, no, I need a minute and you yes. I don't owe you anything you don't own me and that's and see that's where and I, I'm going to the whole thing that's go <laughs> that's why there's such pushback when people of color have a comment where they have the audacity to take their talent home mm-hmm. I'm going home now I'm going to take my ball I'm going mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. I'm going to take in proverbial ball put in mm-hmm. whatever talent that is just take yeah. it home yep and people's reaction is like excuse you uh, you you get back on that court. You go back on that field. You go back to that job. It's like you don't own us. Yes. Yes. Or our talent or anything. So and we're not obligated. We are gracious enough to share it with you. But when we need a break or we need whatever we need, we need it. And we don't we should not be dragged through the media for choices that edify our own spirit, or our own health. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't I have not ever seen a Caucasian celebrity of any sorts coming out around a health mental health issue and being dragged for it. No, ever. The other part of that is, is that um, I'm going to try to stay on the freeway here. Um, the other part of it for for me is that just what you said further speaks to the way that we are perceived as objects, right? Mm -hmm. When you talk about ownership and objects, right? Like forget the fact that you're a whole human, forget the fact that, you know, you have feelings and experiences, forget the fact that, you You know, that's two periods, period one, period two, like, (laughs) right? Like forget, (laughs) forget all of that. The fact that I said that you should be out here so that you can entertain me in the way that I feel like you should who do you think you are? That is, it's, it's, it's that, it's that, it's, 
It's that. Mm -hmm. And I've been having this conversation with my youngest as we've been kind of sitting here talking and watching. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, let let this had been one of the other, you know, non-black, you know, Olympians. Mm -hmm. They would have been like, this is incredible. So, so special. (laughs) This right. is, you know, we've never we, seen anyone take a stand it. like this for themselves. Right. Yeah. Like, like it would have been a whole different narrative. Yeah. And, and this is what makes people feel like we have to live in this space of duality. Like we have to, you know, work harder. We have to be this specific type of person. When we show up in the workplace, we have to act this way. We have to dress this way. We have to do our hair this way to be palatable for you, to be who you think we should be in these mm-hmm. spaces you know, oh, they, Lord. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> that, that. Sure Sorry, do. I'm trying to cut myself off here. Sure do. But it's all, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so much. Yep. Always. It's, so, it's, all, it's all the things, right? <laughs> it's because we also have our own pressures of black excellence that yes. we, mm adopt for ourselves and I am here for it because I think you should do everything if you're going to do it um excellently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and but I don't think that should be reserved for us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everyone else is getting by a mediocre you know it's like how come we're you know and I don't mind it because that's how I perform anyway but Mm -hmm. why is it relegated to black you know and I mean? that's what makes us feel a way about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's so if what, you fall short of yeah. that, if you're great and not excellent, like you feel like you failed, you yes. know? And I think the, the thing we have to, which is why we all have to just come back to our own center and our yep. and in us, with us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we can be built. We don't need anything mm. else other than our own minds, right? Yes. And our own talents. And if you look... I mean, if you look at it economically, we don't need anything. Look. But these are choices. These are choices people have to make. The, the same way the same way we hey, could it. reverse uh, global warming and climate control and all that by not eating animal products, make the choice. You know what I mean? But people mm. don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They, they want they want to go to Mickey D's. They want to, you know, eat whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But it's short-sighted because it's killing us more more than one way. It's killing yeah. us as a as a planet. It's killing us as uh people who were never intended to eat what we're eating, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? And it's just like if you knowingly consume content, food, information that is killing you mm-hmm. by choice, there's nothing I can do for you. Yep. Yeah, I totally feel the calling out of choices, right? The calling out of choices. We all have a choice in these matters. Um, You know, we were talking about like uh, um, on a previous episode of just like us not not understanding our own value and worth, like the power of our own dollar and, you know, not always feeling like you have to go outside of, of, of your people to get these followings. I mean, if you get there, great, but they're going to follow no matter what, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you don't have to go and seek that to feel like that's success for you or that you've made it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to make deals that don't feel good to you. You don't have mm-hmm. to, right? 
you're you're gonna have it within your own. You just need to trust it. You need to know that it's there, and 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 we need to stop um, minimizing the worth of our own and thinking mm-hmm. that something else mm-hmm. is more valuable, right? Like mm-hmm. this is something that I feel like we as a people need 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 to get over. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. us off this road. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm That's sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good <laughs> because it's the. Um, but it speaks to you know, uh, worth and and how we see ourselves because there's and it's not and I'll just clear, say say call a thing a thing like the choices I make versus the choices someone else makes. It doesn't make either one of us better. Mm-hmm. We're just different, right? Yep. So, yep. you know, whoever, keep on Mickey D's, like no shade, like no, but that's just not my choice. And yep. so we're different, yep. you know? Yep. And and it was, um, it's a progression, right? Even slow progress is still progression. So it's not about achieving some ideal perfection, mm-hmm in any sense, in any, whether that's body or mind or spirit or actions or whatever, it's not about that. It is about having a conscious awareness when you go throughout your day, you know what I mean? Like how you treat people consciously, you know, how you see people, how you see yourself, what you consume. You know, I don't, I work in a space that is um, really heavy. Um, I don't carry that with me every day. I don't, I'm not inundated with the news. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just don't watch it because of what it does to my mind. Right. And so yes. what you consume, like whether you're listening or watching or reading, it, it's only giving language to your heart. So then you start sounding like yes. those things. So if you're watching, even if you don't, for example, for the sake of the statement, even if you are not a Trump supporter, but you watch Trump all the time, you're mm-hmm. going to start talking like Trump. Mm-hmm. You, you can't help it mm-hmm. because that's the only language you're consuming. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous because this is the part about kind of holding space for yourself. You have to connect to who your internal being and then whatever source is higher for you. Yeah. Because if you are making your decisions based on what this world is telling you, I can tell you right now, you're on the wrong path. Mm. I don't know yeah. where that path is headed. The whole robot not, is what you are. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's not good. If you if you wear things because the world tells you to wear it, if you, mm-hmm. you know if you think what the world tells you to think, like you're going mm-hmm. about this thing the wrong way. I can mm-hmm. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. Awareness and intentionality. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know, I speak a lot to my listeners just about being aware of what your values are as an individual and um, how that shows up in who we are every day, how we present to the world and supports us in being who we think that we are, right? Um, what values do you hold near and dear to you? Mm, integrity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loyalty mm-hmm. I would say not even honesty but transparency yes um empathy mm-hmm. and generosity those are probably my top is that five top five I love it <laughs> I love it I like it and, and the reason why I think this is important is because I think we we a lot of people wake up and just go about their day right and there's lack of intention and there's you know, um, sometimes 
little effort into aligning with yourself and making sure that you are showing up being who you think you are and or working to be Mm -hmm. um, this best version of yourself, however Mm -hmm. you see yourself, right? Moving forward Mm -hmm. in your vision, just aligned with who you are. And so I, I just think just in, you know, you know, talking to our community and kind of getting people to, you know, rethink the way that they're showing up. I think calling out values is just so important. Yeah, I think that's that's true and true for me too. Um, the values um, are important, so I appreciate that question. And also something I didn't learn about um, were healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so now, yes. um, like I remember, I was like googling like what what that like what that meant and how to do mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. how do I put up these boundaries? Like well, how Shout do I know out what to boundaries? <laughs> been uh, how do I know when a boundary's been crossed? Like I, you know, yeah, I just yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I was working, uh, you know, with the therapist through it, um, because I, it was revealed, you know, in, in the spirit, like that was an issue. And what I found out, yeah. um, psychologically is that when, um, trauma happens to kids at a young age, their boundaries get like blurry mm-hmm. because they've been crossed. So then they get pushed back, you know what I mean? And yeah. you don't really know how to identify, um, safe boundaries and I was like oh that makes sense but you know it's just like it's like what we don't know we don't know what we don't know Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. so the the awareness and the intentionality um is when things come up like that for you that you lean into them Mm -hmm. versus like brushing them off I could have been like "Hmm, that's an interesting thought and kept about my day but I was like no what I was like that's something like I don't have boundaries I need boundaries Mm -hmm. you know because what it speaks to is um, a lack of Mm self-trust so if you don't have boundaries then you don't trust yourself to make the right decisions right and you don't trust yourself around people because you don't trust you you Mm -hmm. know and then so and it's a whole whole spiral that happens but you know (laughs) you work through these things and um what you what you're saying about showing up and, and waking up every day who we are now in this moment is a result of who we've been and the choices we've mm-hmm. made previous. Like I was saying, every day affects the next. Yeah. So when we wake up, we have to wake up with this knowing that we are becoming mm. our, our version of us five years mm-hmm. from now. Mm-hmm. What I do today will show up five years from mm-hmm. now. That's mm-hmm. who I'll be. Mm-hmm. And so it's really having this um, connected thought of uh, present and future. Yes self, you know? And so who I want to be is someone different than I am now. And so then where I have to skew my decisions, like I would make naturally. So it can't be this habitual way, like, oh, I'm just this way. No, Mm -hmm. you can change Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't accept that at all. You can choose, you can choose to stay if you want to, but you, you're not going to scapegoat the choices. Like nothing is um, innate. Like you make the choice to cultivate the way you are and who you're yes. becoming, you yes. know? Yes. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Kristen, do I have two minutes? Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fly through these fast. I'm going to okay. fly through these fast. Um, but what is the best nugget of wisdom that you have received along your journey? Oh, my gosh. I have so many nuggets. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go real old school. The best this is this is gonna be a professional thing. 
the best professional advice I got straight out of college was um, when I was with my mentor, Rick Ford, in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, learning about sports marketing. And he said um, to take a lunch break. <laughs> that's, wait, nope, that's legit. <laughs> That's real, Take a y'all. Lunch break. That's Take real. Take a lunch y'all. break. <laughs> Do it, and 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 you're welcome. <laughs> and I'll and tell you what, I have held on to that since Woo! he said it, and I and it gets it gets it's never missed, never missed, and I understand it much more than I did, uh, you know, when I was in my early twenties. But that's what he said, and that was the best advice I had ever gotten. Hmm. I feel that so hard, but I'm gonna get to yeah. the next one. What brings you joy? People. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. On many different levels, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's levels to it, but people. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Okay. Final one. And I have to ask this because the dancer in me and the lover of music in me has to know this. Okay. What are three songs that when you press play, they get your whole day together? <laughs> well, what kind of day am I trying to have? Because I got, I mean, an amazing day, a productive day, <laughs> a joyous day. <laughs> you know, okay, let me put my perfect day together. So right now, I would say if I'm going to wake up and have a perfect day, I'm going to listen to uh, Beyonce's Homecoming. I'm just going to put that on. I need my Come Beyonce. On. Come on. Can't go wrong. <laughs> and... um. And then I'm going to listen to um, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Mm, mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm, sing it to myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, do it. Gotta make yes. a change. <laughs> yes. And and let's see. So I've got Beyonce, wake up, Michael Jackson to get me through my service. And then, oh, I'll probably go, I'll probably go with, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if this has Hezekiah Walker sings it, mm. but the song called He Reigns. Mm. I don't know, it, but I'm here for it. it. It's a gospel song, but mm-hmm. and I can't sing, so I'm not gonna do do a disservice. <laughs> but the 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 arc of it is He Reigns, but that's when the choir comes in and sings mm-hmm. it like real big mm-hmm. and, and it gives you like, chills and yeah. takes you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It next levels you. I feel that. Well, y'all, I've I've gone over my time and Kristen has been gracious and she has sat here with us. So I am going to cut the cord here so she can get on in her day. But Kristen, it has been a pleasure. I am so thankful and grateful that we were able to share this space. And I say that genuinely because I feel like our stories are so important to share in Mm -hmm. building this space of community and um, for other people to connect to, relate to. Um, and um, and apply to their life. And I always think about how, you know, in these conversations, whether it's two things, 10 things, one thing that somebody takes away, if it was something that um, was meaningful to them, how powerful that is. So I am grateful for you spending time with us today. And thank um, you. y'all, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you on the next one. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you are notified when a new episode is posted. You can stay connected between podcasts by following us on Instagram at fear.not.the.journey. You can also join our page on Facebook at Fear Not The Journey 
or you can subscribe to our website and blog by visiting www.fearnotthejourney.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode, and until next time, be well.